Hello everyone! The clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes on a recent horror release, and just like all of our other episodes, it might include major spoilers for said horror release, so don't listen to it if you haven't already seen it. You've officially been warned. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, just head on over to patreon.com slash horrorqueers and subscribe today. Without further ado, here is your exclusive Patreon clip. I do want to spend a little bit of time on Samara Weaving yeah. because obviously she's got a relationship to Radio Silence. She worked with him on Ready or Night in the same way as Henry Cesarni, as Dr. Stone did. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were excited when she got cast because it was a bit of a dream cast. Like people thought, wouldn't it be exciting since they're directing this if they would bring back their leading lady from that? And I think Samara Weaving's comedic timing and her vulnerability as this character, like basically the whole opening is the equivalent of the Drew Barrymore, Jenna Ortega, where like she's on the phone. It's just her acting with herself. I love her facial expressions, her little like, oh, God, what the fuck am I doing with? Yes. With this flirter date. (laughs) (laughs) And um I was actually really excited for this portion. And then it just kind of ends very abruptly. And I was like, wait, okay, where are we going with this ghost-faced unmasking? So it it hooks me, but I was very kind of like, oh, is that the high? And now it's, hmm. Right, right. So so because we basically have an opening that's divided into two acts. And exactly. And you greatly prefer the first act because, mm-hmm. and you're right, I think Samara Weaving in maybe five minutes of screen time makes this person a character i mean I, mm-hmm. even the whole like what's your favorite scary movie um not that one <laughs> <laughs> and she gets to use her actual accent which is refreshing oh, yes. because it's super cute but honestly what this is to me this is the movie opening by uh, introducing the character of mm-hmm. new york city because what happens when we set movies in new york city joe the city's the character <laughs> <laughs> yes yes of course um i do think it's doing a good job of clarifying like oh we're in a big place that's open and you know it makes sense that we wanted to you know establish new york as a character i think they're playing on our expectations of okay so who is this character how is she going to be important to the overall plot how will she connect back i do think all of that works it's just the biggest issue that i have is that i like this sort of traditional opening of these yeah. movies like i enjoy when they play with our expectations there and this feels like it's a subversion for subversion's sake to unmask the killer and then have the following sequence but i don't know yeah it it's fine i i yeah i think Again, we will talk about Scream 2 a lot because, yeah, the Samara weaving portion feels very much indebted to the Jada Pinkett Smith death. You know, we have someone dying mm-hmm. in public. People are around them. No one cares or sees right. or hears anything. But, yes, I, I while I do agree that – okay, I, I keep wanting to call him Tony Ravioli because that's what my <laughs> husband calls him. How <laughs> dare you? Servant could never – um it is less interesting to me because this character is already less interesting to me because he is what 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 did she call him um whiny film bros with letterbox accounts instead of personalities Mm -hmm. but at the same time just because i'm like so much of this film in general while also while being very indebted to scream 2 also feels like a direct reaction to many of the critiques that were lobbied against scream 5 (laughs) 